Welcome back to the Father's House Podcast. This week, we got to hear from Pastor Faith Harrelson talk about activating our freedom, and sometimes that requires deactivating self-preservation. If you guys want more information on The Father's House, you can go online to thefathershouseky.com. Hope you guys have a great week. Enjoy. so long. Actually, I've been in town. I've just been gone every Sunday for the last four weeks, and it's so good to be back home. It's so good to be in a church that feels like family. And I realized something as I've been away and I've come back is that while I was away, I had people reaching out saying, hey, where are you? Have you left us? Uh, We miss you. And it made me realize we are developing and establishing a culture that's healthy, that cares about people. And I always thought, well, family, church family is never going to be like family. But I believe God is the father, and he knows how to build a family. And if we are open to what God wants to do in our hearts and in our lives and open to transformation and making sure that we are pure and that we are operating from a spirit of truth, then he can build the family of God just like he intended it to be built. Amen? Amen. And so Pastor Daryl spoke last week on freedom. Wasn't it so good? Y'all, I've known Pastor Daryl for 12 years and I feel like I don't even know him. After he shared his story, I thought, wow, just an amazing opportunity for him to open himself up to be, to choose. Because we say vulnerability, but it's called chosen vulnerability. Because we can be vulnerable, but we have to choose to be vulnerable. And he chose to be vulnerable up here and share his story. And I thought, wow, look at where he's come from. Look at the power of his testimony. It began to stir my faith. Like, wow, I need to encourage. I need to be built back up. I need this in my life. And I I was just so excited for him to operate from that place of vulnerability. It was just so good. Did y'all receive from that last week? Wasn't it so good? And he talked about Galatians 5.1. It says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. For one who has died has been set free from sin. And I got to thinking this week, Pastor Mike asked me to speak on freedom, and I began to have this dialogue with the Lord because he's been walking me through freedom. Still, I've been through freedom curriculum three times. I'm still getting free in all areas of my life. And you're never going to reach this plateau of freedom that you're like, oh, I'm free. I can just go do whatever I want because I'm free. No, it's going to be a continual growth if We allow ourselves to be choosing to be vulnerable so that God can come in and do what he wants to do and he wants to pull out of you what he wants to pull out of you for other people to grow. And then it's just like this transformation that it's a multiplication and a duplication process as we allow transformation to come in. And so I was asking him, I'm like, Lord, why is it sometimes for me, Please don't judge me when I say this. Sometimes for me, I feel like church, we as church people are some of the unhealthiest people when it comes to freedom. And I'm like, well, Lord, why is this? He said, 
this is actually a good thing, Faith, because people who are coming in that are unhealthy can get healthy. Like, this is the hub. And, but I said, why is it? Because we know about freedom, because Christ has set us free. He lives on the inside of us. He sent the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, so that we could walk in freedom. He said, my children don't know how to activate it and walk it out. And I began to think, like, why is that, Lord? Why is it? Because I know for me, why is it after 20 years that he's still coming in and finding junk that's from childhood? Why haven't I dealt with this for many years, Lord? Why is it still keep coming up? And he said, it's because you self-protect. I was like, dang. To hear that from the Lord to kind of correct me. He was like, look around you at the people in your life. And I began to see it. Have you ever asked your, have, have you ever maybe said to yourself like, I'm never going to allow them to speak into my life again. I'm not going to let them hurt me. I'm not going to open up to anybody because I just don't want to be exposed. I don't want them to judge me. I don't want them to think less of me. Have you ever asked that question or said that out loud because you were afraid of choosing to be vulnerable and to choose the self-protection wall that we put up to choose to let it come down. I would ask you that question today. Where in your life, because I think we all do it, I was asking a whole bunch of people, I said, how do you self-protect? They're like, oh, I never thought I self-protected until you began to have this dialogue with me. But I really believe and I'm going to say it one last time. I know you're tired of hearing about our freedom curriculum. But I really believe that the curriculum is not just for get us to gain an understanding. But it's for us to know how to activate it and walk it out in our daily lives. It's not just coming in. And some of us have the wall where we don't even want it to come in. But it's also us uprooting and pouring out into other people's lives. And so how do we do that? And I began to ask the Lord, like, Lord, what is it that's holding us back from this? Jeremy Winship, Pastor Mike, told me about this book. It's called Living Fearless. It says, exchanging the lies of the world for the liberating truth of God. I began reading and I thought, eh, it's kind of boring. I was 50 pages in and then I read this sentence and it totally, like, transformed my thinking. It says, self-protection and self-preservation are always the strategy of a fearful person and an indicator of the false self taking charge. So when we self-protect, it's actually because we fear. And it's, oh, I'm in control. I, oh, I'm not allowing them in my life because they might do something to me again. And it is this control. Everybody say control. But the truth is, is that Jesus has set us free from control by sending the Holy Spirit. He's the comforter. He's the advocate. He's the intercessor. He's the protector. All of the things that we have are already on the inside of us to partake of and to have partnership of and to operate from, but yet we, our flesh, wants to take control and not allow the spirit of truth to have true access and reign over our lives. It's so easy for us to be in control. It says in John 8, 
31 through 36, it says, Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, when you continue to embrace all that I teach, you prove that you are my true followers. For if you embrace the truth, it will release true freedom into your lives. So the truth Jesus gives us releases us from the bondage of our past, the bondage of our sins, the bondage of religion, religious acts, Truth, but truth must be embraced and worked out by spiritual maturity. And it's not going to come overnight. It's going to look like you getting open and honest with the Lord and saying, Lord, where, where have I not been operating from your truth? And I personally just last week found something else I'm dealing with. I'm still operating and learning how to pull on the spirit of truth. And I don't think most of the times that we really face reality with what's going on on the inside of us. We've bottled it up for so long. We've piled it upon pile, upon layer, upon layer. And it takes time and trust with the Lord and the relationship of fathership and us being his kids to truly trust him as he pulls back the layers for us to become vulnerable. And in February, I was hired on staff. And actually, before that, last August, around this time, actually, Pastor Mike came to me and he's like, so are you ready to come be a part of what we're doing here? And I said, I don't ever want to work in a church again. (laughs) Whoa, do you all see that self-protection? Nobody's ever going to hurt me again. When really, it wasn't even the people. It was the devil trying to expose something, you know? But I had this idolization, and so I said, nope, not going to do that. Uh, February rolled around, actually December rolled around, and I was in Florida, and the Lord just totally wrecked me. What I mean by wreck is like I was crying for a whole day, and the Lord was just saying, you remember at 16 when I called you into ministry faith? Ooh. And I realized I had been hiding destiny because of my self-protection and I was like yeah Lord I remember but I don't want to do that it's too hard right because what we're called to it should be hard it should be challenging where we have to lean on the spirit of truth to operate from his place and not our place and I uh, sat down with I actually sent him a voiceover and I like vomited all over them him and Maddie and I was just like oh is where I am. I'm going to totally be vulnerable with you and just share all this crap with you, like what I'm experiencing and God's out transforming me. He's changing me. And then Pastor Mike and everybody said, well, I think you should be on pastoral staff. I said, oh no, I'm not a pastor. <laughs> no, I don't do that. Um, I'm an encourager. You know, I love to encourage people and cheer people on. I'm so excited for you. Like I will help you get where you need to be. I will encourage you with the, the word of God because it's the guide to our life. I know how to do that. And um, I was scared. I was afraid not to live up to people's expectations. What is the manual to be a pastor? I don't know, Lord. I've never seen it done well before, right? So that's why we self-protect sometimes is that we've never seen it done well. So, oh, I'm not going into doing that because that's uncomfortable. That's unknown territory. And I'm just going to shut off and close up because I don't want to do something that I don't know how to do, right? Yeah, it's so easy to say that. And 
I just finally had to say, I don't think I'm called to pastoralship here. And then when people call me Pastor Face, I'm just being honest. Can y'all not judge me? I just want to like tell you from my heart. I would cringe when people would say, Pastor Faith. I'd be like, oh, I don't want to let me. I don't ever want to live up to somebody's expectations because I know I'm never going to be able to do that. And so then I would just became like, Lord, I don't even know what this looks like. What does it even look like to disciple people? And I began to question everything I ever knew God had called me to. You know, that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants us to question it, hold it all inside, bottle it up so God can't really do what he wants to do through us. So I finally said, okay, I'll do that. And just last week I realized, I called Pastor Mike and I said, I realize now why I struggle so much. It's because I've never seen it done well. And the Lord said, there's no manual. You don't have to meet anybody's expectation, but I want you to meet mine, Faith. In your life, what God has called you to do who he's called you to be partnership with in life through connection, through community. He's asking you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Not what everybody else has said, not what somebody's done to you, not where you've put up the wall, but take the wall down and ask yourself and be real with yourself, Lord, am I hearing what you're saying? And so I just like you and on a journey of freedom. And it's so cool because you know what? When I really got down to the nitty gritty last week and was just bawling out to the Lord, I felt so free. I was like, wow, this is what it means like for freedom. This is what it means like to not have to carry the weight of the world, to not carry the weight of expectation, to not carry the weight of what anybody thinks. Gosh darn it, I still care what you think. But I'm working on really truly hearing what God is saying and to operate from that place of truth. Amen? So self-protection is operating from a place that isn't truthful. It's not reality. It's kind of like an emotional buffer to to defend yourself against getting wounded. We self-protect because it's hard to take a risk because risking is getting close to someone. It's opening ourselves up because a lot of times when we think of it, we're like, oh man, I'm gonna love hard. What if I have to let go? I'm gonna lose hard, right? And just recently, my husband and I, we loved hard and we let go hard. We fostered a girl for almost a year. And God is showing me actually the flip side of this. And I'm gonna get to some scripture really quickly, but God's showing me the flip side. He's showing myself through someone else, how I used to be. And we fostered a girl for nine, nine months, and she just recently went to permanent placement with another family. And she comes and visits this weekend. Isn't it so neat to see how God gives us stories that are testimony of his goodness? He wants to show us himself through relationships. But if we're closed off in relationship, it's really, really hard because God's a relational God. So if we close ourselves up, and this wasn't even in my message, so this is for somebody. If we close ourselves off to people because people have hurt us, it's really hard for God to connect with us and show us life and how to do life well with others. And she came and spent the night, and she was very closed off. 
And I can only imagine what she was thinking, losing her family, losing us. It was like, I don't want to connect with you again because what if I lose you again, right? And it was so hard for me on the flip side. Like we've loved you so hard and now you're not even wanting to talk to me about what's going on in your life. I can't even imagine what it's like when your kids get older, you know, they go to college and you, you're like, tell me what's going on. And, and they just, they're, cause it's, a, it's almost like a physical disconnection. So you feel disconnected maybe emotionally. And it was really hard for me, but then the Lord began to speak to me and he said, Faith, here's what you do when people have self-protection up. You love unconditionally. You're there for them. You still speak life into them. You still sit with them. You still call them. You still commune with them. He said, that's what I've been trying to do all along with you but you kept self-protecting all these people that have tried to get into your heart and tried to do life with you. You keep putting the wall up. I just want to give things to you and I want to get things out of you and I want to get things through you for your purpose and your destiny, but you self-protecting has not allowed me to walk in the fulfillment. You've not been able to walk in the fulfillment of your calling because you've been closed off. And I would ask you the same question. Here's some questions that you could ask yourself. Well, I just, or maybe say, well, I just don't have time to go deep with people. Time is a problem for me. I have too much going on. What if they hurt me? What if they think differently of me? It's going to cost me something. It's going to hurt me to go there. I'm just not going to deal with it. I'll do it another time. And here's the ways we self-protect. We get busy. We work more, right? We, get, we just work so we don't have to deal. We stay distracted. We retreat by being alone. Wall up, self-protection. I'm going to be in my island. We shut down and shut off and distance ourselves. We might find fault in other people and focus more on other people than on ourselves so we don't have to deal with the junk that's on the inside of us. We might use coping mechanisms like alcohol, the phone, TV, whatever it is that try to take, you get, you have control of, right? Because when we dive down deep into here, ooh, man, we don't have control of where our heart's been. But the spirit of truth lives on the inside of us. It says in John 14, 16 through 17, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another Savior, the Holy Spirit of truth, who will be to you a friend just like me and he'll never leave you. The world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him, but you know him intimately because he remains with you and he will live inside of you. It says in John 14, 26 in the Amplified Version, but the comforter who is also the counselor, who is also the helper, the intercessor, the advocate, the strengthener, the standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things and he will cause you to recall, remind you of, bring into remembrance everything he's told you. John 15, 26, it says, and I will send you the divine encourager from the very presence of my father and he will come to you again, the spirit of truth emanating from the father and he will speak to you about me. And I was like, what does it mean by emanating, Lord? 
He's like, I want you to emanate me, Faith. I'm like, well, what does that mean? He said, to spread out from. Are we allowing reality, what, what's going on on the inside of here? Getting healthy, taking the wall, letting him in, letting him pull out the junk so that I can em- em- emanate him. And emanate means to pour out, to spread out on other people. It's super hard to do that because we're called to make disciples, right? Like that's our first calling. He loved us so that we could love others, right? Like Maddie was saying, that was such a good word. We're not just called to have freedom, but we're called to live in freedom. If we're walking in freedom, we can truly be the church that God's called us to be. It says in this book also, confession is the beginning of genuine transformation. Truth always sets you free. Hiding the truth always makes you a slave. So if we're hiding, if we're self-protecting and not letting things in, we're free because Christ lives in us, right? But we're not operating from the free place. We're not actually activating his freedom because we're still living like a slave. It says, if you will not tell the truth, you're in bondage to the lie, to the deception and the rationalization. He says in this book, he says, don't apologize for your perceived reality. Just tell the truth about it. That's confession. Confession activates repentance. Repentance is changing the way you think, turning and going a new way. God's truth empowers us to believe in a new way, which leads to thinking in a new way, which leads to acting in a new way. And that's what he says is total transformation. And I truly believe that. And so what we have coming up, our freedom groups and women, we're full. That's awesome. That's so exciting. We have 60 women signed up for freedom. But freedom, yes, that's exciting. But freedom groups aren't the only way for you to get free. Freedom comes from community, from relationships. And we have other small groups that you can be a part of. Jeremy and Daniel Jones are hosting a small group, Little Steps. So if you say, I'm not ready to jump all in into curriculum, but I know that I have walls up. I know I've not allowed people in. I know I need some freedom. I need to know how to activate freedom. Maybe you're, maybe you're even like, I don't have freedom in my life. Maybe you have freedom and you don't know how to activate it but you need others around you helping pull that out of you. Pastor Mike, he's helped pulling that out of me. Like sit down, so what are you not confronting? So, like those are good questions and it's really raw and it's super uncomfortable, but do you wanna grow? Yes, can I see your hand? Do you wanna grow? Say I wanna grow. Gosh, I look back even from a year and I thought I had it all together and I'm like a puddle of mush on the ground. I'm so thankful for opportunities to grow. And if you live in Ohio County, we have another small group. Amy and Eddie Embry are opening up their home on Thursday nights to host people. That is such an opportunity for you to find connection, for you to take the self-protection down and allow yourself to open up to relationship. Everybody say relationship. So good. So good. I have so much more in my message that I had to share, 
But I just want to stop here for a moment. And I want you to think about an area that you've self-protected in. Maybe it's with your family. Maybe it's even with your kids. Maybe it's at your job, your boss. They did me wrong. I'm just not going to do my job the way that I was supposed to be doing it. Like that's self-protection. Maybe it's a friend that you need to reach out to and apologize to. Like, hey, listen, we've had some bad experiences. Let's just move forward. I just want to be open and truthful with you. Like, here's how I'm feeling. Here's how you made me feel. Like, I value your friendship. I had that happen to, like, one of my best friends of 20 years, and she said something that hurt me so deeply, but I pushed through that. I said, hey, I just want you to know that what you said really affected me and it really hurt me, but I value your friendship over cutting you out of my life because I know what God's done and what he's going to continue to do and what he's going to partner with us in doing, and I'm actually going in two weeks to speak at her conference that she's having. So who is it or what is it that you've been self-protecting and trying to control by not allowing the spirit of truth on the inside to give you the reality check? Maybe you need a reality check like, okay, I have not been allowing the spirit of truth to lead, guide, and direct me. I've had the wall up and I've been looking with like this stare like no one's ever going to get to me again. I would just urge you to ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, it says in Psalms 139, verse 23 through 24, the worship team can come up, prayer team can come up. It says, investigate my life, O God. Find out everything about me. Here's what I love. It says, cross-examine and test me and get a clear picture of what I'm about. When God began to come in and tell me these things, I was like, man, I don't even know who I am, right? Because it caused me to question everything else in my life. Am I operating from a spirit of truth? That's actually a really healthy place for us to get to when we ask, okay, Lord, am I operating from the spirit of truth? Am I operating from that place or am I operating from the self-protection mode? See for yourself whether I've done anything wrong, then guide me on the road to eternal life. It says in Philippians 4, verse 8 through 9, finally believers, what is true. Everybody say true. There's that truth again. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things, whatever is true. God, what is your truth? Where am I needing you to shed truth on my situation so that I can open myself up for you to help me walk in freedom? What does that look like for me? If you'll stand with me today. The area that you've been self-protected in, just close your eyes with me today. If you have done that, it's just like a wall. Maybe it's like one brick. Maybe it, you feel like it's towering over you of the self-protection. 
And you just need a breakthrough. You need God to just break it down. To truly trust him again. To truly choose to be vulnerable to allow God for you to experience freedom the way he intended it to be. Not just knowing freedom, but how to respond to his freedom and live in his freedom. If that's you, I'm not gonna call you forward. I just wanna pray for you. If you'll raise your hand and you say, Faith, that's me. I need help in this area. I see that hand, I see that hand. See those hands. There's never perfection that God's expecting from us. He's just asking for a willingness and an openness to fully surrender to the Holy Spirit who's on the inside of us, the knower and the shower that reveals all truth. God, I just say, reveal yourself in such a way, such a truthful way where we could see it so clearly, God, where the blinders have been on for so long, where we've allowed other people to shame us, to guilt us into cowering down and not dealing with what's on the inside, what's stirring and going on. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are our advocate and that you speak on our behalf. Come and show us the areas that we need to break down and to open ourselves up. God, I pray for every person in this room. I thank you, Lord, in this season of freedom, God, that we don't just acknowledge that we are free, but we truly walk in it. We gain authority. We gain the authority that you've always had for us to walk in purpose and destiny healthily, not just halfway, but God, the full potential that we're walking and living and breathing in freedom. In Jesus' name, God. I just thank you, God, that we are opening ourselves up in a mighty way. No longer keeping it in, no longer hiding, no longer retreating, no longer denying, but saying yes, because it's your best, the truth to come forth. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for revelation knowledge that you would open the eyes of our understanding to know what it means to truly be free and to walk in it. And not just for ourselves, but the people that are around us in our jobs, in our families, in the walk that we are walking in our day-to-day. God, help us to not only be free, but also to help others walk in freedom, God. I thank you, Lord, that you're calling us higher, that you're calling us to more growth, that, Lord, we say yes. Everybody say yes to growth. Yes, Lord, we say yes. If you'll just lift your hands to heaven. God, we say yes to growth. We say yes to truth. Set us free, set us free. Oh, we say yes to growth. We say yes to freedom. Set us free, set us free. Maybe whatever it is, you just need to say, God, I thank you that you're giving me a spirit of truth to show me, to show me where I need to say yes to for you that I've denied for so long. Oh, we say yes to truth. We're gonna go into this song and if you need to leave, you can leave. But our prayer team, if you'll come down to the front 
And if you just want to make that declaration and you need somebody to stand with you to say no more to the self-protection, you need somebody to stand in agreement with you today, there's an opportunity for you to just come. I say yes. Go ahead and get rid of that self-protection wall before you get into groups, before you get into freedom. So that way when you walk in, you're just like, whatever, Lord, I'm here. I'm here for all that you have and all that you are. I want all of it. No more, no more to my past, no more to how I used to operate, but yes, to all that you are. The altar is open for you today. Lord, I say bless this congregation. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing here. We thank you, Lord, there's health in this home, a healthy home for this city, God. I thank you that you speak to your sons and daughters this week. Give them dreams and visions, God. Stir up their faith for more, for more hunger and thirst for righteousness, God. We say yes that all you're wanting to do, in Jesus' name, we pray. And everybody said? Amen. You can sign up for groups at the welcome desk. If you are signed up for freedom, mark your calendars, November 4th and 5th. You do not want to miss the conference. Have an amazing